Alhamdulillah, it's been amazing this year so far. And stuff, and you, you feel the holiday even if you're not celebrating it. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم صل على محمد وآل محمد Respected brothers, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh It's a pleasure and honor to be among you guys here today Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah Wa alaikum assalam How are you Yunus? Alhamdulillah, excellent How's everything? Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah Haj Wissam, good to see you again Always good to see you man Alhamdulillah It's always a blessing and an honor to be uh, among the presence of the believers and to benefit from you guys, inshallah. So, as as you guys uh, are well aware, we are in Shah Ramadan now, and um, we thought that maybe you can give us a little bit, Hajj, uh, uh, in terms of uh, relationships, um, specifically uh, our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how that may change in this month. Um, the Prophet, in his uh, beautiful sermon, he talks about how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made certain things um, worth more. The value is far, far greater in this month than any other month. Um, so maybe we can talk about a little bit um, how one may improve the relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or really understanding the relationship um, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Well, overall, thank you for having me. You know, you guys are, mashallah, it's, it's, a, it's amazing to see you guys grow and, and prosper. And uh, much respect to what you guys have done. So, um, the the first thing I think when you think of Ramadan, it's the, f- the fasting aspect of it. Mm. Um, and as we know, this is a reoccurring thing every every year for Muslims. <clears throat> but overall, like, what is like the purpose of for us fasting in, in terms of these kinds of things? Why do we restrict ourselves from food, from other things that okay the, the you shouldn't eat certain things and you shouldn't, you know, uh, be around certain places. You shouldn't be, we have all these regulations and rules. What is that for? You really have to ask yourself, okay, why is that constituted? And it's obligatory on us to to do that. Um, If the goal is just for not, and just I'm gonna restrict myself, it becomes, you know, it's, it's, it's in vain. But at the end of the day, there's a code that sits within that. And it's really a program for us to follow. Mm. And if we follow that code, what should it do? That should bring about some sort of spirituality, some sure. sort of closeness. Yeah. So when we say getting closer to Allah, that spiritual sense, can someone get close to Allah without following the rules of what Allah wants? Mm. Or do I follow what I want, trying to tell God what... I, I'm going to tell Take God what I want. Yeah, exactly. Ahsan. So, So, on that level, you have to really figure out that point there. Okay, do I tell God what I want? Okay. Or do I submit wholeheartedly, emotionally, mentally, physically, all aspects of my being to that ultimate power? To Allah's plan for how I get close to Him. Ahsan. So can you really be spiritual? So you, you got, we got certain things going on now in terms of um, I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. Mm. Yeah. Is that possible? Really think about it. Now we're not putting down anybody at the end of the day. Okay. It's, 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 everyone has their path. Okay. But it, is it that subjective that 
I run rules and regulations to the what I want? Mm. Or is it there's an objective formula that Allah wants? So on that level, we have to ask ourselves, that's the first point. So can I really attain spirituality without mm. rules and regulations mm. that God dictates? So that that's a very fine point. But to each his own in terms of these kinds of understanding, and everyone has to reach these points and their mental and emotional conviction. So if you look at the month of Ramadan, you will see that okay, Allah Azza wa Jal has put beautiful things intact for us. So when Imam Ali alayhi salam, he says, um, if you want to purify your thoughts, okay, limit your food. So it's it's a what mm. beautiful it's a beautiful concept. It's so powerful when you really think about it and reflect on it. But at the end of the day, that relationship is a connection. If you look at the definition of a relationship, it's a connection between two things. So how do I submit mentally, emotionally? Where when I submit, I rise. I'm not being weakened because in, in in the way we live in our culture. When we're taught to submit, that's a form of weakness. Mm. But who do you submit to? It's a sense of inferiority within uh, ourselves. There you that's go. how it's usually... It's, uh, it, it's empowerment. Do. Act. You know, you can. You have the strength. It's constantly pushing that will, which is great. But towards what? So Ramadan comes in and says, okay, on this level, how do you strengthen that will of the ultimate power which is letting go to Allah's will mm -hmm. can you do that when everything's on the line can you really rely on Allah when you need to can you trust in Allah when you need to that empowerment of the heart that emotional condition that can that emotional conditioning that's happening to you mm -hmm. that's where the training is happening that's where the self-development is happening where when you tell yourself no, it's not about just telling yourself no for food. It's that conditioning of the heart emotionally. You're changing your psyche. The psyche and that emotional code. Mm. So on that level, emotions drive you. Approach or avoid. The mental part tells you, okay, here's the road. But at the end of the day, what drives you forward is your emotions. <clears throat> so on that level, imagine you're conditioning yourself to say no to the wrong things and avoid that and approach the right things when you need to, when you are truly challenged. You're creating habit of it. And that's, it's a training system. Ramadan is a training system for your heart. And when you realize that, that's power. That's when you start to realize, okay, you know what, when I go into sujood, I feel a little different. What's that tingle in my heart? Maybe something lit up I didn't feel before. You know. Those emotions are what you want. You want after that little, it's like that khushu' that comes into your heart. That's what Ramadan represents in terms of that connection with Allah. That's the first level where that relationship between you and Allah, that when salah and you hear the adhan, your heart can't wait to be in sujood. Mm. That's that relationship. Because you've made it part of yourself. Hassan, Hassan. So that's really the first relationship in terms of what we're talking about. And everybody wants that now. Everyone wants emotional richness. Everyone wants that. That's because of it. Is it like, could it be because of an innate need? Um, I mean, what, what do you guys think? What do you, what do you, what do you think in terms of these kinds of things? 
so I feel like generally in society when something's desired or when something's sought, it's usually because of two things. Either because of a strictly innate need within ourselves or there's general, you know, there's like a general societal movement towards like a something, trend. a trend. Yeah. But even in that scenario, I feel like trends only catch on because they they meet something that's that's desirable innately within the human being. It's not just, you know, absent. So so even for example right now, I mean we look on on Instagram, I actually read an interesting article the other day about like all these spiritual gurus that are on Instagram right now that that teach religion or teach spiritual sorry, teach spirituality without religion. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? Even when we when we hear uh I like I, I look at some even Christian musical artists, they have this issue right now growing within Christianity that all these songs are made about made about Christian principles, but they don't mention Jesus. Yes. They don't mention the path. They don't mention the Bible. Yes. It's, so re it's removing the law. Exactly. It's kind of removing the law to get to... I become the... If you really strip away what you're saying. So if you'd like to comment, I would like to love to hear what, you, what you're going to say before I say anything. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I want to hear so, that. Um, when we're discussing these kinds of things... Um, in the Quran it says okay so do you do you see the person who's really made his own emotional states and what drives him as a person his his like literally his goal okay where on that level then one has to ask everything that I feel is it reality so mm. if I just feel something, then it becomes real? Mm. You have to ask yourself that question. Now, wait a minute. Are you telling me to check my own emotions? And what I feel may not be real? How does that work? Especially, or, sorry, especially in a time right now where the entire focus is on, is on what you feel that is the... And this is... Uh, so my God or whatever I submit to becomes subjective to my own back pocket where I pull out my law set. And I now dictate mm. what that should be. So I'm literally the universe. I'm the center of it. And no one can say anything to me because this is what I feel. And it's actually being encouraged to actually do that. So now where does, where does that leave the rules of absolute kind of freedom? Where does that leave the rules that we have? Where does that stand? No. Objective morality. Uh, 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 there you go. So whatever I think and whatever I feel is dictated in reality in terms of the way I want to do things. We come to the verse. So we're in this, we are in these times. So that relationship now with myself is king. Above what? My relationship with who? God. There you go. So now when you assess that, that's really scary. Now, are, do we really realize what we're gambling with, though? Now, forget rules, forget regulations, forget religions. Okay? Do you just realize what you're gambling with? Let's say there is eternal life. Let's just say. Okay? And you have become the center of your own religion. And you've, be, you've dictated on life what it should move to. And now you struggle through life, trying to find what? That emotional richness, that taste that we were talking about. 
how do you find that? And is it innate, like you said? Is there something that's already programmed within you that there's a godly factor that's imprinted on your heart mm. that you cannot remove, whether you like it or not? Because when it's you're incumbent it's on you. Exactly. It's incumbent. It's, Allah has placed it in your heart where you can't even deny it. So on that level, it's very easy to prove. It's not hard. And once you look at it and you strip away everything, it's like, okay, wow, there's Obvious. really something here. And you talk to any human being because these are universal factors and universal laws, then it's like there's something that happens, as you said. The guru, when he talks to that little part of your heart and he touches it and he just moves it around it's a little a, bit. It's a moral like, compass. Oh, yeah, exactly. I, I come alive. He's touching something. That's why you connect with it. I, I begin to cry. I feel, this, man, there's something there. It tastes right. There's a, there's a beautiful taste to it. Mm. And I feel human again. Mm. But I feel strong. I feel empowered. I feel emotion. And something is filling me up. So imagine like your heart is like a container. And then the person just begins to fill that part of you. Mm. It's, what are they filling it with? They're literally touching your fitra. Fitratullah. So on that level, he's touching the core of who you are and the way you were made. Now, what are some of these things? When we start looking at the gurus as we were talking, and he says, okay, you're empowered, you're able, you're capable, you can do anything, you're limitless. Okay, ultimate power, ultimate, ultimate confidence, all these things. Okay, think of... When, in, in, when we're talking about that level, when in terms of hubbul kamal, like when we, we love to be completed, so we love to be, we love to have that. Okay? So if you look at, if I give you A and I give you B and I tell you A is better than B, you want A. Why? Definitely. Always. Any sane human you being on the perfection. face, exactly. So any sane human being on the face of this earth will seek perfection, yeah. will choose A. Any saint, there's no way. So we desire that. So that's Allah's fingerprint in your heart. You cannot remove it. And if I put heaven and hell in front of you, and I tell you choose, and you have the choice, it's clear. So that person is tickling that part of your heart mm. that you can do. But are you submitting to that ultimate dependency? Are you absolutely dependent on an absolute independent mm. can you touch that part of you okay not where someone has to be an outside stimulus to that it's already inside of you because it's so, proper exactly that ultimate to, source as the proper source so 100 percent. but they're touching that you're yeah. capable you're able to so it's but, like a certain code that you have to mm. put into yourself right 100 percent. i think 100%. another thing that um that comes to mind is what's so beautiful like to go back to Shah Ramadan and our relationship with others is that Allah has placed perfection and not just only uh, turning towards him but turning towards some of the creations that Allah like other people so like in the sermon the Holy Prophet um, one of the advice he gives on one of the tasks to the Muslims is to show kindness to the orphans mm. and in our narrations and our traditions it says that if you want to soften your heart, so this goes back to like the code. Yes. So if you want to soften your heart, you're, you're, you're going through some times where you feel like your heart has become hardened, then 
show kindness to an orphan um, or uh, wipe on the on the head of an orphan yes. right they say yes. to wipe on the head of an yes. orphan these are like certain equations yes. or codes that Allah is giving you so that you can better equip yourself to reach that perfection yes. so so th- there's a beautiful side to it when you think of it on a, a programmatical factor mm. that you're actually programming your own heart okay and you have 30 days. Allah gives you 30 mm. days. And He's like, I'm taking these certain powers away. And I'm allowing you to be with me. So come so. to me. Submit to me. Watch what will happen to your heart. That richness that you want in your heart, watch. Just come to me. When you make yourself dependent on Him, everything lines up in your outside world. I think Hajj too, that's the role of religion. We need something to tell us to stop, to take a moment. We need we need some we need something to institute Ramadan for us. Or else if we just keep following our own desires, it's not gonna happen. We don't because we, we I mean we all notice in our lives we struggle so much to set to set those bounds for us. And that's the ro- the role of the law is Allah knows us. He knows what he knows first of all what, what, what that code is, right? And then he knows he knows our desires and our inclinations and our needs and so Allah Allah sets that bound for us and that's without without that religion without without that law there's nothing to there's nothing to hold a person 100% but you know something interesting that I thought of after Yunus mentioned his uh, beautiful point we do need that sometimes but I feel like Shah Ramadan also in a way is teaching us to be able to be that for ourselves right so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mm. is like external he's stimulating us in a certain way right and then it's like subhanallah like throughout the day when you're fasting you don't even think about food and water because you've told your mind that that's it food and water is you're not getting anything until sunset but i feel like it's as if allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in these 30 days like to bring to go like to bring something emotionally closer when it's distant he's showing you that look when you put your mind onto something and you say you can't have this or you can't have this then look what happens Allah is giving you that push in the beginning and then for the rest of the year it's as if you're on your own and you have to do that and then you're reminded once again the year after and yeah. then the year after and throughout the year too he, he so it's almost like it's like a two-part program Excellent. it's it's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has dictations and these dictations, like you said, Ali, get, teach us own, to take ownership of our path. So he has Salat three in three periods of the day. He has Ramadan once a year. He has Hajj d- during your lifetime. The, these dictations, they then teach you and enable you. And like you mentioned, Hajj, in, in, in the beginning, that you know you, you take a sense of ownership um, of, of, of your life. You start, you start you know, building that relationship and creating a habit. You were talking about creating a habit, and so that's what that's what these these dictations do. So so overall, I, like inna salata tanha an al-fahshai wal munkar, okay, or inna ma akramakum and Allahi atqaqum, or all these kind of rules and regulations and who, okay, w- w- at the end of the day, what are they? It's a program. Yeah, it's a program. Um, so ultimately. And, and these kinds of things, we have we have systems in place. So those factors, in terms of when we're talking these things, you have to look at, okay, my relationship, if I get that relationship right with Allah first, 
what happens with my relationship with myself? Mm. A lot of us, we seek relationships with others, but almost as a dependency on the other person, yeah. as codependency. I need that person to help me, complete validate me, say, me, validate to me, feel, to oh, feel loved, my, my care. Half. There you go. I, I, you hear this all the time. Okay? But that means there's an emotional void inside of you. Mm. That that person's coming and filling that substance, becoming that drug that, that, that makes you feel good. But when they pull themselves away, how do you feel? They tore, you feel torn from the inside. That's mm. what they call it, a heartbreak. There you go. So now, that relationship, imagine you're fulfilled already. Your reservoirs, your emotional reservoirs are already taken care of. Infinitely. And it's consistent. Allah's love is consistent. He raises the sun on every single person. It doesn't matter. And it's perfect. It's, it's always there. So when that relationship is, when you connect, you plug in properly <clears throat> to that source, you realize that everything else is a resource. And when that happens and you connect internally, then you respect yourself more. I care for my time. I care where I go. I care who I hang out with. Mm -hmm. I get, it changes your whole dynamics of the whole system. Why? Because the number one rule you connected to in your heart. Yeah. When that happens, that ignites the whole system. Your code found its match. There you go. So now you're, you're wired. You've tapped into the system. Your Wi-Fi is on. You're no longer offline. You're no longer chasing things to try to fill in that emotion that you feel certain voids inside of you. It's gone. That void is gone. It's, it's, you're no longer feeling empty. I'm no longer depressed. I'm no longer anxious. I'm no, I feel this energy that's constant inside of me. That connection creates that. Then it, it sets the second relationship with myself. I have consideration for me. I take care of my oral hygiene for a reason. Because I'm a creation of that. Mm -hmm. And I reflect that understanding of what I think in terms of its perfection. Sure. And I'm trying to get closer to it. Yes. In terms of that godly sense. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. okay? Imam Ali said, yes. okay, Bring me closer to you. When you bring me closer to my own, when, I bring me, when you bring me closer to you, you're bringing me closer to my own perfection. He is the all perfect. Because he is ultimately absolute perfection. So whenever I get closer to Allah, I get closer to my own perfection. What happens now on the third level? My relationship with Allah is sound and I have that. And I'm emotionally fulfilled. It creates a certain level of self-respect because I have a relationship now with myself that's a high level. Mm. I respect myself. Not that I'm arrogant. Mm. No, there's, there's no false sense of confidence or, or I'm, I'm trying to portray you something that I'm not. Value. Exactly. Yeah, you have a real sense of self-respect. There you go. You were not created in vain, it says in the Quran. So you have a purpose. I found my purpose and I have an understanding. Now I have a mission. I have a vision. I have an understanding. Now I drive myself to another level. And I'm seeking my mountain and I'm tackling every single challenge. This is when we talk about what? Okay, you can do. And you can say, this is where they touch on. Mm -hmm. Okay, when the guru comes in and says, okay, you could do this and you could touch this and they make a clap and jump around. What are they touching? It's the challenge. You can do it. But imagine if that top tier is not proper. There's no foundation. You can, you're going to collapse. At mm. some point, you're going to collapse because your dependency is wrong. 
because you become your own dependency. I have to rely on my own ability. So now I ask you this. When your friends betray you, mm. you betray yourself and you betray your Lord. Who do you have to trust? Who do you trust in? You're left with nothing. Try not to feel empty. Mm. So now what happens if you set that up properly? The first relationship is sound. The second relationship is sound. You have value for yourself. You feel like you, you have that strength, that ability to move. And now what do I do with this time that I'm given that's so precious that everyone is after? I'm emotionally fulfilled. I have respect for myself. Now, how should I interact with others? Look at Ramadan, what it does. How it brings us together. Yeah. It brings people together. It creates those bonds in that relationship. It's another stepping system for your heart to be conditioned properly. So you can create not just one individual, that when my heart connects to yours, and it connects to yours, and we all connect together, now you have strength that's a lot greater than any one of us mm. as an individual. It creates a support system. Beyond belief in terms of it's who perfection. we are, creates a community, and it's solid. Now when that happens, think of the energy that can exude. That's power. That's what Ramadan can do to a community, where it's not just one heart. Every heart is beating to the same beat. Because we're all together in terms of that. That unity is so powerful. So for me, when I'm thinking of this, I think, okay, my first relationship, I gotta get that. Imagine when you get that, when that's not fully intact. Work on that in this month. Then that will give you a higher relationship with yourself that will create great relationships for you on the outside. And there was a study that was done that people were asked, okay, when they were like 19 to 20 years old, in other words, they've collected data for over 70 years. It's a Harvard study. Mm. And now they asked them at that time, what would you want when you're that young? They said money and fame. Mm. They asked people, same people, what do you want when they hit like 70 years old? They said they wanted relationships. Mm. So now you start to understand the value of a relationship. And when you connect to someone's heart through Allah, you have the same connection to Allah as maybe I do. And now our hearts come together in terms of that power. You've been conditioned properly because you worked hard on yourself. And I've been conditioned that way. And I've taken advantage of Ramadan to tell myself no when I need to. And I push that fear into my heart because there's positive fear. Fear is not a bad thing. We just don't know how to use it. Mm. Fear makes you precautious from doing certain things you shouldn't do against Allah Azza wa it gives, It's a system. It's part of your system. It helps you hold yourself accountable. Yes. So what are they doing now in modern times to push that away? Push out the fear. Push fear away. Okay. As somebody who's overly fearful, irrationally fearful. Yeah, yes, 100%. It's unregulated. 100%. But regulated, not taken out. Yes. There's yes. a difference. Yes. Mm. And somebody who's rationally Hopeful, just jump into anything. Uh -uh. Mm. You gotta have that understanding too. That balance is so key. The Quran, Ahlul Bayt, Alayhim Salam, Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Ramadan, the Quran, all of that is programming what? 
the heart. The heart. So take advantage of these these nights. Take advantage of that program that Allah has given us, and master that relationship with Allah that sets up every other relationship that you have, even your relationship with yourself. Beautiful. So the foundation essentially is your relationship with Allah. That's the starting point. Hassan. And if you're able to um, fix that relationship, um, and this is yani, what better opportunity than this month where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us so many opportunities. I remember like one of my teachers used to um, talk about a Shah Ramadan in a way where you really actually feel yourself like sitting on a table and you're the guest of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he has these different things in front of you like breathing, he's made it into tasbih, your sleep yeah. is worship and so on and so forth. You recite one verse you recite one verse from the Holy Quran, it's equivalent to reciting the whole Quran in other months. So all this as Hajj you were saying, Allah it's like he's giving you that push so that you can program your heart inshaAllah. And another thing that like, came to mind that's so beautiful is Allah, in, in this month, Allah has already established that um, relationship with others. Because you mentioned Amr bin Ma'roof, al-Munkar. And I feel like in, in nowadays, um, even, with, even among some brothers, like when you want to tell someone sincere advice, you might hesitate. Yes. Because there is this culture where um, if, you don't, if you don't agree with what I'm doing, then you're somebody that's like a hater, they say. Yes. Or you like you don't <laughs> true like true. Like you're trying you're trying to dim my light or whatever they say. Because but it's a culture of to each their own. Ahsan. Like we said, it, it, each we're taught that you know we're it's it's each person fulfills their own freedom, their own self desire. Mm. I I mean, um it's what what you're saying is, is so true. I mean t t in today's times and the way we live is th there's psychological segregation mm. so at the, the mind level at the principle level and one of the main laws is if you come off as a critic to me in any which way okay you're labeled as something negative and I should what dispose of you okay. that's the that's the, the psyche of that so there's a framework there's a mental framework and any type of criticism that I'm facing uh -uh, get away from me yeah that's labeled as like a, a psychological intrusion on, on who I am as a person. So if that's the case, and it creates then that hesitation that you're talking about. So if I'm going to come up to you and say, like Imam Sadiq says, a, a true friend shows you, it tells you about your what? Your faults. Your faults. Yeah. So uh, where does that come into place in terms of societal norms and regulations? If Ramadan is supposed to bring us together, we're supposed to be, I'm supposed to take that criticism from you because mm. I know in your heart you're trying to lead me towards something. But if we don't agree on the, what you're leading me towards, which is more individualized and it's not a collectivist perspective, then no matter what you say to me, mm. I'm going to deny. And I think that's what happens when we fail to get our self-worth to from, from proper source because then we're so we're so um, sensitive to any criticism that's even that's genuine to help us improve ourselves because we don't have our own self-worth 100 percent. i mean i mean what do you what do you guys think of like ramadan and and what it does for you as a person like maybe even on a personal level or family level or, or what, what what do you guys think um personally like i love i love shah ramadan uh, because it reignites like the um spirit of faith in you 
right? So, like, especially this year, because uh, we were able to, alhamdulillah, have programs in person. Like, sometimes um, it, it helps when you see others, right, on the same path as you. When you discuss with others and you hear some of their struggles. Because I feel like sometimes when we're going through a struggle, you feel like you're just going through it on your own and nobody else in the world is going through this. Very yeah, you feel struggle. like you're by yourself. Yeah, you feel like you're by yourself. And then once you see like other believers and you hear their stories and like you really see that Allah does test everybody in yes. different ways. Yes. And it just helps like affirm to you, reaffirm that, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is just testing you. And inshallah, these are just um, a means for you to gain nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, how about you? What, what do you... For me, honestly, through discussions like this, the month of Ramadan, like this is the first year really that my understanding of the goal of this month has been really reframed. I really see it. I attended a lecture in the beginning of the month mm. that framed, you know, based on the Prophet's speech of what the goal of Ramadan is. And even discussions like this, like seeing seeing where Ramadan fits in my in God's overall program for me to self-perfection. And I feel like this Ramadan, that's what it's given me. So, so at the end of the day, Ramadan's alive. It's alive. You just have to talk to it, mm. understand it, live with it, walk with it, breathe with it. And in, if it touches you in your heart, it expands you as a person. So um, uh, for me, I, 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 I love these nights. And I, I, I love the, 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 the fact that when a person really reflects on who they are, because it shows you um, every other power the shaitan aspect that is all taken away. Yeah. So whatever you commit, that's you. That's you. It's you on your path. You you're looking at a mirror. Yeah, Allah gives you a mirror. It's very powerful. Yeah, to see who you really are. And so to me, that relationship now with myself is exposed. I'm exposed. True. And now, do I really submit when I'm exposed? Do I do that? Do I say, Ya Allah, you are you, and I am me. Forgive me. I don't know how to go to you. I may be far away from the road. And I'm, I'm struggling. And I feel heavy. And I can't move. But now, see the way that touches your heart. Like, mm -hmm. feel that. Why? <laughs> the, 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 because, because it's the sense. We all feel it. We all are in that position. We're all that weak in front of Allah. That's the power of Ramadan. And if you, you take that and you just plug it into your own system, and just let him guide you. Let just ask. Just ask. Just circumulate your tongue. Just for a few words, say, Allah, show me. Alhamdulillah, Like he will, he will, he, he's there for you. He knows you more than you know you. So submit in these nights. Let your heart emotionally submit, not physically. And when you do that and you go back to that, then you turn that system on and you feel alive. That's the strength. Alhamdulillah. 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 It was a beautiful conversation. We really enjoyed it and really benefited from it. Thank you so much, Hajwisam. I'm grateful. It's always God a pleasure and honor to be you. with you, Hajwisam. And we thank you also for all the years that you've served as a uh, voice of reason for us as a mentor and all the great things that you have done for us and for the community at whole.
Alhamdulillah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you and hopefully you can continue serving inshallah. I, and I say the same to you guys. And Alhamdulillah. There, some, one day I was, a long time ago, <laughs> but I was also sitting in, in you guys' seats and somebody had to really work on me for a long time. And Thank I'm, you for being that Alhamdulillah. 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 I'm, I'm trying to do what I need to do so I can... You know, we can all be at the same place, inshallah, eventually. Inshallah. Um, so, alhamdulillah, and I appreciate you guys' efforts. And um, kind of taking on this journey is not easy, but it's so fruitful. And alhamdulillah. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing once you kind of want to do that. So, good for you guys, and I commend you guys for doing what Thank you're you. doing. Thank Prime you. Minute. Thank you, Brother Yunus. And inshallah, we'll wrap things up with that. Um, وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد بن عبد الله وعلى آل بيته الطيبين الطاهرين الله صل على محمد